0: I'm Sally Kirkman from sallykirkman.com and I'm here today with Christina Rodenbeck from oxfordastrologer.com and we're here to talk to you about astrology um, of the month ahead and what's been going on actually because it's been quite a month Um, and those of you who love the podcast may know that we're a little bit late and that is actually due to poor Christina being poorly for a while and you will hear from her voice that she's still sounding very different actually um, shall we say hello, Christina?
1: <laughs> hello.
0: <laughs> hello. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. i have always hope that it's gonna sort of stay evenly low and sexy, but <laughs> it won't. Yeah. yeah. My usual whatever. Uh hi Sally, how are you?
0: I'm doing I'm doing well actually. It's been, you know, it's been quite I think it's been quite an incredible, amazing time, amazing month. Yeah. Uh, With this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction, I mean, just, I mean, I've I've moved to the sea. I moved on the day of the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. I moved into a huge flat, which has actually got a bit of a sea view. It's not right by the sea. So it's this sort of expansive flat. um, And I'm five minutes walk from the sea. So it feels perfect for the Jupiter-Neptune. It does feel like kind of the miracle side of that. And, you know, these new opportunities and life opening up. Um, but obviously with moving, it's just this chaos at times. I'm not in my flat at the moment recording either because that's not, um, the Wi-Fi has not been sorted and all sorts. So it's been exciting, but I just feel like I've been, you know, surfing this big wave actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Incredible. I, you
1: know, I, um, well, obviously, as everybody can tell, I've I've been through something. I've had, I, on the day of the conjunction, I was quite worried about the conjunction because it's actually on my per Mars personally, really? and you know textbook astrology is that you is Mars is your vitality, yeah, and your life force yeah and and Neptune, of course, has been sitting there for quite a while, so yeah. I've been dealing with it. It's been fine. I haven't sort of you know lost my life force it hasn't dissipated too much. but when Jupiter came along, I you know, there was this wave of virus overtook me and I Mm -hmm. was in bed. So I've actually had the real flu. Mm -hmm. Um, I know it's the real flu because my partner actually had the vaccine against it. He's the only person in the family who hasn't had it. Um, So it worked, but um, so I was taken, I felt like I was taken by a wave Mm -hmm. into another world. Yeah. Onto into another realm because I was between sleeping and waking, feverish, um, hallucinating, imagining things up in the night, having very metaphysical thoughts about viruses for days during the whole, from the conjunction onwards up until the uh, full moon and afterwards. Um, So I've been in a very strange place. And um, furthermore, the actual conjunction also makes a trine to my own Neptune in Scorpio uh, in third making, which makes a conjunction to the IC. So for that, in other words, that it's very close to the root of my chart, the roots of my chart. And I've been back in my, this haunted house that I have to deal with of my parents mm. doing another sweep of getting things out. So yeah. I've been like the wave itself has been me and um my family moving stuff out yeah. um so and the, you know all the ghosts and dealing with that as well they're okay <laughs> you'll be glad to hear they've been fine they're good
0: good i'm glad uh, the ghosts are all right <laughs> they say
1: hi. And they say hello, um, hello world. um but so it's been a very uh the worldly experience for me you yeah. know this this worldly i you know i just feel very blessed that i've had um People to, you know, I've had people who look at my family's looked after me. Um, Oh, I've just had a very strange thought. It's been very crowded. You know, it's quite a crowded house in terms of Mm. spirit world. Mm. Mm. Um, So it's been busy. Mm.
0: (laughs) Mm. Interesting. I also actually, um, you know, had friends of mine who um, read my newsletter, actually, and they were like, they were stuck in South Africa where there's been devastating floods. Yeah. You know, That's and that exactly on the Jupiter Neptune, they were meant to be flying back and they had to do this sort of crazy miracle flight on a little plane to get to Joburg because their Durban flight was cancelled. Um, and they were they were staying when they were waiting to hear if they could get home. They were staying in this house with a sea view. And the rain was just there was so much rain on the roof of the house they couldn't hear themselves talk and they just said it was like being absolutely surrounded by water this deluge of water Um, so another you know kind of quite devastating showing of the Jupiter Neptune actually and that was on the day as well
1: uh, I mean it's interesting talking to people I mean some people have had really wonderful experiences
0: yeah I agree. Um,
1: especially spiritual ones I would say that it's been it's a mystical combination mm, mm, mm. um but also things completely swept away
0: yeah. um
1: yes I, I, and of course it hasn't finished
0: no it hasn't we've got more coming up this month of it haven't we um well, got
1: getting involved in this first week we'll talk about that in a minute
0: yeah
1: um so what about uh, what about what do we talk about next usually taurus
0: isn't it taurus yes we're moving in so We're moving into Taurus season. I mean, the sun enters Taurus on the 20th. I think Aries season seems to whiz by so quickly, actually. Um, And it has felt quite frenetic. I've just been super busy and just, you know, having to deal with what's the most important thing. First of all, I get up each day and think, right, what's important? Do that. (laughs) Crack Mm -hmm. on. Um, Which is very Aries. So I'm really looking forward to moving into Taurus season to have a a bit more routine, you know. I'm really hoping—I don't know with the astrology, but I'm really hoping just for some to feel a bit more grounded, and that you know, this that my, for me, things like yoga and my daily walks have kind of gone out the window a bit because you know it's been a time of being stepping out of time with all this Jupiter Neptune actually. So I'm looking forward to a bit more groundedness with the sun moving into Taurus and. You know being able to um enjoy those simple pleasures and and get back and doing the things that really kind of keep me well actually that that's what i'm hoping for <laughs> but it is a big month of astrology coming up
1: yeah yeah speaking of i mean my i'm the mother of a Taurus, as you know who is you know passionate beautiful um has an incredible lust for life uh And that's what I always think of with Taurus is that the best side of Taurus is that love of, you know, that lust for life, a desire to taste and feel and experience things Mm. um, and enjoyment and knowing how to have fun, knowing how to enjoy yourself. Mm. Um, But I know in the news, the Taurians in the news that you mentioned before we started the podcast Mm. are not grabbing life and having a lust for life exactly they are having a lust for self destruction
0: yeah and we're talking here about amber heard who's a taurus um and her ex actually johnny depp who is a gemini but interestingly they both have venus in taurus the love planet which is at 25 26 degrees of taurus and going to be zapped by these eclipses coming in um, you know and they're in this really dirty mudslinging trial that's going on I mean I was amazed it was still going I thought kind of I think it's because of the pandemic it got pushed back started on the day of the Jupiter-Neptune so here we have this kind of sleazy side actually of the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction and apparently it's being broadcast live and you can watch it which also I think is very symbolic of the Jupiter you know it's global Neptune media and here we are we can all kind of Watch this scuzziness that's going on. I mean, it's getting really dirty, isn't it? Well,
1: Neptune is associated with scandal, of course. Yeah. It really is. If you have, you know, a Neptune transit mm. uh, over whatever part, you know, over the MC, say, is a classic, you may be involved with a scandal. Yes. Um and here here, I mean scandalous. It is literally scandalous. What yes. is yes. and the idea that it's broadcast live is both it's so decadent it's so absurd yeah it's so vulgar Mm. which again i think is can be jupiter jupiter is a vulgar planet Mm. not doing things but it's a vulgar this is a vulgar thing
0: well it it expands doesn't it whatever it touches it expands
1: and it's literally i mean what's funny about it and not funny for them but funny for astrologers is this is literally washing your dirty laundry in public right so Jupiter and Neptune is about as things are washed out, okay, beginning washed through. Like your friend sitting in a house in Durban or wherever it is with the rain washing them out. Or, you know the floods, yeah. stuff coming out, the dirty laundry coming out, the scandal coming out. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of unfortunate for movie stars, etc., that they they live these archetypal things out for the rest of us. Yeah, that is. This is definitely one aspect of the Jupiter Neptune. Mm -hmm. transit um Mm -hmm. they even get worse when Jupiter goes into Aries
0: yeah yeah which is this month as well I mean there's so much big astrology going on this month Um, I kind of feel like also because of your voice Christina we need to really sort of you know we need to be pithy in this um podcast so maybe we need to leap in and start looking at some of this astrology coming up in you know in Taurus season um And pivotal, really, are the eclipses, aren't they? Because we're back in eclipse season.
1: Let's talk about the eclipses. I will get the charts up um, in a sec when I can sort of deal with the technology. Um, Yeah, I mean, we've got the two eclipses, uh, which are a pair, and they match the pair that are coming in October and November. Yeah. uh, Across Taurus and uh, Scorpio. What do you think of that axis, Sally? Well...
0: You know, it's it's the axis of fertility. It's the ac- axis, the axe. I've just called it the axe, <laughs> which is a bit Scorpio. Um, it's it's the it's the axis of fertility and food and production and sex and money and power. <laughs> you know, all those things. It's kind of it's a real. What's the word? I can't even think of the word. Um, it's you can get hold of it. You know, the Thomas Scorpio axis it is sensual, but it's also, I think it is also sleazy. There's, you know, it's the flip side of of Scorpio. It's the dark side of Scorpio as well. Um, So it's obviously going to be an interesting, you know, straight away, we've got to think it's going to be an interesting time for the money markets um, as well. And who holds the power, I think is often a Taurus Scorpio theme. And we've got the solar eclipse coming up on the 30th of April. And then, uh, a lunar full moon eclipse mid-May. Um, so, I mean, these eclipses really started at the end of last year. And the one in November was very powerful, November the 19th, I think. So we've got this wave coming through again of these, of these eclipses. This is a really interesting eclipse, though, isn't it? This solar eclipse. And, you know, a solar eclipse is like a turbo-powered new moon. It can accelerate growth. Things can happen quickly. Um, I mean, traditionally, you know, it's not wise to launch something on an eclipse or, um, you know, take action on an eclipse because the shadow's fallen. You wait for it to lift and then see how you can take advantage. But very interesting, the other key aspect that's going on on this day of the eclipse, because it's the Venus-Jupiter conjunction. Mm,
1: It's very lucky. I mean, that is considered lucky.
0: Yeah, um, it is.
1: be one of the luckiest days of the year, usually, the Venus-Jupiter conjunction that happens every year. Yeah. Um, this is a beautiful one. It's very close to the major conjunction we've just had. And what's really fascinating about this first week of the Taurus season, first of all, remember Venus uh, rules Taurus. Yeah. Uh, this first week of the Taurus season, Venus is weaving between uh, Neptune and Jupiter, she's taking the energy from Neptune to Jupiter again. So yeah. we're having a re a reaffirming of that conjunction, but through a, the Venusian medium, right? So this could be to do with relationships yeah. or it could be to do with money. I mean, I think money is very, I would be, I'm so glad I don't have to make any bets on money at the moment because it's, it, you know, it, we're at a dangerous moment with money, aren't we? It could yeah, go. Yeah. People could be making a lot or losing a lot. One yeah. or the other. Yeah. Um, but but relationships, you know that they, this is about mystical relationships or mystical union. It's mm-hmm. in Pisces. This is universal love. Mm-hmm. So there's this feeling of some kind of universal love. Having conversation at the end of this week in in April. And it comes straight out of the conjunction that we've had on the twelfth of April.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
1: I saw a stupid article in the Guardian. Did you see that one about the conjunction?
0: Yes, really patronising and very, very poorly researched. I did put it on social media.
1: I, I, I only because I haven't been social. I, part of my loss of my voice was I just didn't do social media either.
0: Yeah. I saw it yesterday.
1: Yeah. And I just thought, what? What astrologer were they? How did who did they speak to?
0: I know. It was basically just saying oh, that it was all about wealth and good fortune, but they didn't mention the sort of flip side of it. And then they talked about rising prices, gas and oil going up. Yes, yes. a yeah. symbol of the Jupiter net Jupiter. Uh, that, that literally,
1: that is literally the Jupiter Neptune conjunction writ yeah. <laughs> large, isn't it? Inflation—we've yeah. been saying that for months. I know, and That's the hyperinflation guys um and, and <laughs> venus thing sorry this is even more signif- signified you know it shows it more
0: yeah and this is the conjunct the conjunctions we always say this about conjunctions they play out both ways yeah Certainly you get the beautiful side of the planets and you get the the more challenging side of the planets that's what happens during a conjunction although yeah. the venus jupiter conjunction i don't you know what's the flip side of that well maybe you Inflation is
1: the flip side of that. Oh, yeah, okay. Sorry, sorry to be boring. But, yeah. Yeah, for example, or an inflated, lo- you know, so inflation, financial, money inflation, but also a love that is f- a fantasy, I would yeah. say. You know? Yeah, it, it's or whatever,
0: You like, losing touch with reality, isn't it? It's yeah. ungrounded. It's, it's gorgeous and it's kind of idealistic is it going to work in real life? I mean, that's what you've got to look at.
1: Uh, Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies, but in this case, tell me sweet, huge, enormous lies and I will swallow it whole. So, I mean, that is the, we are living in a time of, of lies. We have been since Neptune went into Pisces and these lies have become larger and larger and larger They're like giant whales swimming around us, you know, we're in a sea. Mm. uh we're in the Piscean Sea with that Neptune and Pisces and the, the lies of the size of, of houses of whales um but so are some of the good things there are islands there
0: yeah not yeah. anybody too much I know so it's I mean I think particularly for Pisces Scorpio Taurus in particular you know this could be a time a real time when you fall head over heels in love you know whether for it's sure. a or whether it's a sort of you know divine love love of life i mean you could really fall fall head over heels in love but do i mean you know taurus reminds us to stay grounded to keep it real not to get lost in it to you know pace yourself actually um but also it could be a time when sort of love falls apart as yeah. well I mean, it, it can you know it could it could dissolve couldn't it and and the the sort of dream you had when it comes down to earth, it's not what you thought it was. So it's it's a really interesting time, I think. Or certain Taurians may be torn between two lovers. Torn between two lovers, absolutely. Carry on.
1: High pop music references. Um, yeah. <laughs> we won't break
0: into song. That could be
1: <laughs> cheap music. I love it. Um, you know, because you can see there's Venus torn between two lovers, right? Mm, yeah. Mystical yeah, she, Neptune, or the or the uh you know charismatic Jupiter, who is it gonna be? Yeah. Uh, also same for Librans, you know, your your that's the Venus rules Libra. Yeah. Um and your planet is doing this weaving, you know, you're having to for Libra's it may be more to do with ideas, you know, having to make ideas work together that don't necessarily work together, or whatever.
0: Yeah, um, and I think I think it could be really creative for Libras. I mean, if you're in a, you know, it's in your work and health sector, if you're in a job you love, you could be just, again, riding a real sort of boost of energy with this, um,
1: you know. And having, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're like, I can just see someone like a fashion designer. Oh my God. So creative. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you have ideas and you have the team and you can just go and you can make the stuff happen.
0: Yeah. And you're making the right contacts. Mm-hmm. And I would say that as well, I think, for Gemini, because it's in Gemini's, the the Venus, mm-hmm. Neptune, Jupiter's in Gemini's career sector. So get the right influencer or the, you know, sponsor, the backer. You know, you could really go far, meet the right person, and this person really knows how to, to take you and your career vocation to a new level, actually. could go sort of stratospheric level. Um, so we're talking about this first week
1: of... Well, the last week of April, first um, first week of May in particular, where, the, where Venus is in Pisces and then she moves out of Pisces um, know, around this solar eclipse. And one of the things about both the conjunction, which is a mystical door, door opening, but also the eclipses is they are about things opening up, you know, something, maybe an obstacle moving out of the way, mm-hmm. um, maybe some insight um and a lot of and what's interesting also about these um these aspects is that a lot of this is out of your hands you just have to be ready to respond to the opportunities that come up, up for you. and i would say that applies to just about everybody there's going to be an opportunity somewhere there's going to be someone moving on somewhere um and be open to the sort of otherworldly aspect of this as well.
0: Yeah. And and I I mean it's like it's actually interesting. I mean, working with clients recently, talking so much about this is out of your control.
1: Yeah. It's not your control.
0: This is something you have to surrender to mm-hmm. and and not to kind of be proactive actually, but to wait and see and respond to what comes. Um, it's really that kind of energy, it's, but it's which is easier for some people than others. Um, I mean, a, again, for Aries, I'm not quite sure. You know, Mars is also in Pisces. Um, so this could, for Aries, feel like a bit being not enjoying being out of control or not being able to make things happen and having to kind of surrender. Um, although, again, for Aries, it could be a beautiful spiritual experience too, and you want to go with that. So... It, keep thinking about these sort of flip sides or, you know, the positive side and the more negative side of what's going on. Um, if you're a controlling person, yeah. this is
1: not going to work for you. No. You, know, you have to let go. Yeah. Um, and that is even, you know, to say, here we say stay grounded but let go. Um, those of us who are not very good at being grounded have to float evenly, is how I would put it. Um, <laughs> Uh, because you can't with a, with this tide that we're in, because we're obviously still in this Jupiter Neptune wave. It's too strong to resist. Mm. So, um, you have to you have to go with it.
0: Yeah, and I think also, I mean, just looking at it for Capricorn, this to this, you know, this eclipse could be extraordinarily creative. I mean, it's a time to kind of I don't know, join a choir, make a record, or do something artistic and you know bring your sort of skills and talents your gifts to the fore and kind of park work actually and have do a so baby. Have some have fun have a baby and have, yeah, have fun i mean it really is it looks kind of really pleasurable yeah
1: it's about time capricorn started having some fun is it um,
0: <laughs> well you know they've
1: been so kind of hard at it for years haven't they well so in the, their sign and all you know they they um they deserve to have some fun yeah This this month ahead does look like it's possible. I mean, we haven't dwelt so much on the fact that the eclipse actually makes an conjunction to Uranus. Yes, Um, which again, which adds this air of, uh, you know, unpredictability to this. It's unpredictable. Yeah. But there may, you know, back to your markets thing. There may be some kind of shock. Yeah. You know, there's a surprise. Things may turn on their heads. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you thought everything was going one direction and it, you end up going another. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, for Scorpios, this is, could be a relationship suddenly yeah. turning up or suddenly disappearing, or
0: yeah. you know,
1: yeah.
0: yeah, and also Virgo. I think for Virgo, really interesting because you know, the Pisces wave is in your relationship sector. And all that tourist stuff is is travel. It's it's new horizons. So this could be chasing after someone who lives on the other side of the world, or you know, being in someone who reaches out to you from abroad, and and you know, you make a spontaneous decision on a, on this uh, eclipse. So it could bring a lot of excitement and a desire to sort of seize the day, um, take a leap of faith. I think it's it's really. I like it for me, actually. I like, I mean, it is out of control, but I like it. I kind of like the feel of it.
1: Mm -hmm. I think this is an exceptional eclipse. I mean, for uh, it's interesting for Virgo, you know, I mean, speaking of love, you know, surely uh, there's more about love for Virgos within this eclipse, around this eclipse, some more awakening, more Mm -hmm. understanding. Mm. um but also for Scorpio you know those two to me in particular look very blessed by this this eclipse um and Pisces frankly you know especially if you've got anything at the end of Pisces um I'm hoping this means my voice is going to come back
0: (laughs) you'll be singing (laughs) (laughs) singing, (laughs) Christina yeah Um, yeah yeah, no, I think and maybe Venus coming in is going to sort of shift things and change things again for that Jupiter Neptune. If there has been scandal in your life, maybe the Venus sort of, um, you know, fixes it in some way or or brings something new to the mix and it's and you're able to move forward. So um, I'm just wondering whether we should leap on because we've got so much to talk about. And, um You know, there's. I think we should talk about what's happening with Mercury because that's Uh kind of big thing, isn't it? Because it is Mercury retrograde season coming up. It's you know Mercury is doing this unusual dance. It's kind of really slow and steady in Taurus um, until the 29th, so the day before that clips. Then it nips into Gemini, one of its signs of rulership, gets all excited, but will turn retrograde on May the 10th move back through the first degrees of Gemini and re-enters Taurus in Gemini season. So we've got this real, it's kind of this quick, quick, slow dance going on with Mercury, isn't it? Um, You know, get your ducks in a row before it turns retrograde on on May the 10th, wherever it falls for you.
1: Um, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that it's, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to get a list up here for the uh mercury retrograde so it turns retrograde on the 10th of may uh five degrees gemini exactly doesn't have yeah. almost exactly yes uh which is kind of interesting that it's in one of its you know comfortable signs it likes being in gemini it rules gemini and then it feels this need to, s- to sort of skeet your back into Taurus
0: mm, and slow down uh,
1: and slow right down and say, oh, I need to have another look at that place where that eclipse has been happening. Mm. You know, mm. or where the eclipse is gonna happen, actually. Mm. Mm. Um because it's the is it the 16th of May that we have the next eclipse. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So
1: yeah. at the so it's kind of involved with that eclipse as well, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, so so yeah,
0: mm, very, really impor- I was gonna say really important for Gemini and Virgo, your ruling planet. Um, and actually falling in really key parts of the chart. I mean, Gemini, it's in your personal sector and for Virgo in your career sector. So maybe something you think is a good idea, but then you have to hold your horses a bit, slow down, reassess, look at it again, or look at it from a different perspective. Um, The important
1: thing with this is this is one of the first slowdowns. You know, things have been going at a headlong pace. Mm. And I think Pluto... Where is Pluto? Is Pluto stationed yet? Pluto. Um,
0: Pluto also stations at the end of April, turns retrograde on the 29th. So
1: we've got Pluto stationing, then we have Mercury stationing. So we have to, a little bit of a slowdown. Yeah. Um, finally, at, because this since when, I can't remember since when, the end of January, it's all been direct. It's all been very, very fast.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Certain bit, large planets have been moving unusually fast. So it's felt there's in this sense of thing. And now we have a little bit of a chance to reassess things, which is so important. You know, when you, uh, the way the sort of public story about Mercury retrograde is, oh, it's all terrible and things go wrong. It's not at all like that. Um, it gives you a chance to sort of check stuff. Yeah. You know, it gives you a chance to stop, put the, put down the you know put down your suitcase, take your shoes off for a second, mm. put your feet up, have a think. Although not quite in this case because everything else is still moving forward really fast, and at the same time that we're having this Mercury retrograde, we've got the Jupiter going to Aries, which adds another element of incredible fiery emphasis and forward motion because Aries is this sign where things just go fast.
0: Yeah. And, and and again, that's such interesting timing because Mercury turns retrograde on May the 10th. Jupiter enters Aries, the first sign of the Zodiac, on May the 11th. Yeah. So, incredible.
1: you
0: know, something's slowing down or you or not necessarily change your mind about something. And then you charge off with another project or idea. Give yourself or, a chance to change your, you know, give yourself the
1: room the, uh, the to possibly change your mind because something else may come in very quickly yeah. with that Jupiter going into Aries that you didn't even have a, it's like something coming in from a year. You know, yeah. you, you didn't have a chance. You didn't know it was coming. Um And that may be something really good.
0: Yeah, so, particularly know. for Aries, I think, you know, what new opportunities coming in, go with it. And Aries is great at doing that, um, yeah. you know, just changing track to start something completely new but it's a it's a trailblazer jupiter in aries is the trailblazer it's great for kind of entrepreneurial mm-hmm. ideas um you know doing something completely new completely mm-hmm. sort of future oriented as well i often think with jupiter in aries it's such a different energy and jupiter remains in aries now until the end of october so there's this sort of fast pace for jupiter really speeding things up and um, over the next few months
1: and there's a real change in the energy so this 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 very wet I see an energy that we've all been feeling. Yeah. Um, some of us quite enjoying, despite being in another
0: planet, another world, um changes. So totally. yeah. it's Which, like you know, a heat wave coming in, isn't it? After the floods, here comes the heat wave, actually.
1: Interesting and that,
0: what happens with temperatures.
1: I was gonna say that's also quite a worrying thing, isn't it? You know, drought yeah. is the you know, the floods, then the drought. We're in the as we know, climate change, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah. It's yeah. easy to say extreme. Um, it's easy for anybody to predict. You don't have to be an astrologer to predict extreme changes in weather.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, with these things. Um,
0: I think also for Sagittarius, you know, really pay attention to what happens around May the 11th, because Jupiter is your ruling planet. It's yeah. sort of been lolling around being a bit sentimental and emotional down at the base of your horoscope. But, you know, moving into aries it does suggest kind of new life um you know new beginnings coming in well and also for sagittarians you're going to have
1: mercury in your opposite sign for a long time and in because it's red goes in there and it goes retrograde um and then it dips back into taurus as you're discussing but while it's in gemini going retrograde it's time for sagittarians to be reassessing certain close relationships there's no question about that in my mind um, you know, certain relationship, close relationships or certain ways that you communicate may change. Okay. Um, and at the same time, you're going to have this urgency uh, mm-hmm. of Jupiter going into an uh, your pl- ruling planet, going into a fire sign, but the fire sign of beginnings. So yeah. it's very good. It may be romantic, I think, uh, because, of course, uh, that part of the sky for Sagittarius to do with Mm. Uh, romantic relationships
0: yeah absolutely or maybe a, a new bird it could even be a baby that sort yeah. of you know, which changes your, change relationship. Relationship.
1: your partner um yeah. would be a really yeah. straightforward way of seeing that yeah. um for leos this is important incredibly important that yeah, you're yeah. First, finally going into a into a fire sign because a lot of leos are you know you've had saturn opposite your sun um, and which is tough but good, so you mm. may have had partnerships that have become more solid, but now you've yeah, but you've had Jupiter kind of floating around in this in a in a uh, part of the sky that is um, hard to pinpoint, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Um, Very yeah. psychological, uh, deep in and suddenly Jupiter comes out into an extroverted sign,
0: yeah. and
1: and things start to happen in the world. So Leo's maybe, you know, buying tickets for the Bahamas.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah. Or signing up for a course that's just, you know, life-changing. Yeah. Um, It's about expanding horizons for Leo, isn't it? So it's Mm -hmm. new opportunities that expand your horizons in, you know, in all different directions. But, But, yeah, it's fire sign energy, so it's really good for all the fire signs, Aries, Leo, Sagittarius. This is, you know, things, it feels like things are moving again after perhaps a time when you've been wallowing a bit because Jupiter will have been in a more sensitive sector of your horoscope. Um, so it's action. It's also pretty
1: important for Capricorns, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, you've got Jupiter going into that. Sorry, I'm about to, um, I have to hand over to you for a minute, Sally, because I'm going to cough.
0: Jupiter moving into Aries for Capricorns, it's going into the family sector. Um, it's going down, it's at the base of your horoscope. Um so yeah, it's kind of a look at new beginnings around that. You might be on the move, you may be moving somewhere. Or there may be new additions to the family coming is in as, as well with Jupiter going into Aries. Um, so yeah, wherever, you know, the look at where this where this new This real new, um, I want to say wave, but that sounds like Jupiter Pisces, this new um, fire, (laughs) this new fire of Jupiter. Notice where it is in your horoscope, where it's falling, Um, because things could happen fast there. And it's a time again, there's this interesting that Mercury is changing direction in one sector of your horoscope, but you've got Jupiter speeding up in another. So it may be that you, you know, it's a good time to change direction. And do something else, do something different. Notice what's, you know, what you need to let go of at this time um, and where you can move things forward. Um, So I think we should actually go on to the final eclipse probably, which is also happening around this period.
1: Yeah. Um, I am trying not to cry too hard. Yeah. Yeah. That that was um, my, I'm beginning to lose my ability to speak. So I'm going to move on. I will get the next eclipse up.
0: Also, I want to say the Jupiter moving into Aries for cancer. We haven't spoken about cancer yet. And it is in a really important sector of your horoscope because it's moving to the top. So it's your career. It's your vocation. So notice what's opening up for you, a really good time to be putting energy into your future path. you know, and again, look for those opportunities that come in quickly. Or get married, of course. Or get married, change your status, add letters to your name. I mean, that's kind of, you know, 10,000 stuff as well. Yeah. Um, you know, it's about acclaim in a way, isn't it? Acclaim, it's about new status, new rep- reputation as well, The the peak of your chart. So we've got one more eclipse coming up. This is a really interesting eclipse, I think, because it does mirror the one. I think that happened on November the 19th, 2021. I think it was that date um, when it fell. The There was a lunar eclipse at 27 degrees of Taurus and Scorpio. So it's kind of mirroring it. So maybe, you know, events back in November, there's there's something reverberating now. And this, you know, we were talking about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. They both have Venus at 25, 26 Taurus. So this is likely to be significant for that libel trial as well. I don't think it'll do either of them any good. And this could be, <laughs> you know, not a good outcome, actually, I would have thought.
1: No, I mean, it's, it's tragic, actually. It's, I mean, it's kind of pathetic and sad. It is. Um you know, uh, uh, one thing to note about this eclipse is that it is a total eclipse um, of the yeah. moon, so that makes it much stronger. That we're having this—it's a total eclipse. It's uh, you know the, the lights absolutely go out, and if you're looking at this chart, you can see that it's close because the nodes are close to the sun. The north yeah. node you can see is yeah. close to the sun. That tells you how close that how tight an eclipse is—is is how close or how far it is from the nodes. Um, So, yeah, I think it's an interesting one. One of the things I like about it, though, weirdly, again, I quite like it, is I quite like the fact that it's making nice aspects to the Neptune-Mars conjunction.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, which is interesting, isn't it? Because the the solar eclipse, you had the lovely Venus-Jupiter-Neptune, Venus ruling the eclipse, and now – this is a, a strong aspect to the uh Mars, Neptune and Pisces. So again, we're not even though Jupiter's moved into Aries, there's still kind of again reverberations of the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. Because of Mars, um yeah, It's not over.
1: And then Mars will actually follow Jupiter into Aries. Yeah. Past and Jupiter and reiterate that conjunction again. And mm. I mean there's good aspects of that. There's a worrying aspect, which is, is very warlike. Um, so, you know, and it'd be, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the ongoing, uh, situation in Ukraine. Yeah. The ongoing war in Ukraine, Mm -hmm. these aspects, because Mars is the planet of war as well. You know, you can't get away from that. Aries is one of the warlike signs. Um, so Jupiter going into Aries, uh, may expand that
0: yeah
1: um just to be cheerful for you but you know that there wouldn't be much point in doing astrology if we just completely ignored the fact that that's that's the sum of the symbolism and as we mm. keep on saying you know there's not one way of interpreting these things it's there's the point about astrology is complexity is yeah. not simplicity sometimes mm. you get a really simple thing like me you know what happened to me which is to have jupiter and neptune on my mars my vitality got dissipated and i was overwhelmed well of course you know that's that that is this straightforward interpretation and Mm. it and and it came to pass but Mm. um one doesn't but when you have the sort of situations like what's happening in the world um it's very easy to get um, you don't want to go down into sort of very negative paths too much, but it's be pointless not to point out that these are very warlike aspects.
0: Mm, and also, also I think of, you know, when we get, I mean, I know it's next month now, but the Mars-Jupiter conjunction that happens in Aries, there's always a theme of freedom fighters, I think, around that. Mm. Um, so so we'll see. But there's also, I mean, there is another very strong aspect, isn't there, which is the square to Saturn. Yeah, Um, which is at 24 Aquarius. So, I mean, for Aquarius, wow, I think this eclipse is going to be really important for you. And you may feel kind of caught between, you know, what's going on at home, what's going on at work, very simply maybe. And you may feel kind of stuck in the middle and not sure uh, which way to go. It's like you can't succeed at both or you can't, you know, what, what do you need to give up to maybe follow the other? Or focus on the other. It feels like being stuck somehow for Aquarians with that Saturn. Um, it's kind of like a you can't win both ways. You've got to let go of something. There's there's got to be some kind of you lose in one place to win in another. Um, I mean, that's kind of what it feels like for me with um, the Aquarius.
1: Yeah, I feel like the Aquarians are having you know have had somehow a lot of responsibility thrust upon them yeah. late, and sometimes some of that's been great. Um, especially, you know, I'm thinking of certain Aquarians who have been able to do stuff at home around the house, which has been great, you know, home office, et cetera, yeah. uh, very liberating. Uh, somehow, home has become this incredibly liberated place for them mm. or place of freedom. Um, so, as long as I think for Aquarians, as long as you accept the burden of responsibility, whatever it is that's been thrust upon you, you'll be okay. Um, But it may become very evident around this lunar eclipse.
0: Yeah, and and not all Aquarians like responsibility. (laughs) There is that flip side of Aquarius, isn't there, where, you know, the rebel. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it may be something quite simple, like your child or your beloved is very far away Mm. and you can't be there for them in Mm. quite the way that you would like. Mm. Um, Or vice versa, you are the child. Mm. And your parents are far away um, or the person that you see turn to as a parent is far away. Um, and it's making somehow balancing that situation.
0: Mm. Yeah. I mean, it is the Mars that isn't it? It's Mars that rules this eclipse Scorpio. Yeah. So that it does again, emphasize that Mars Neptune
1: conjunction
0: yeah. in Pisces, um, you know, it may be able to kind of break through, from what's been going on, whatever wherever things have been a bit out of control, or you have had to surrender, there may be a chance to get things moving a bit with the with the Mars teaming up, or you have to surrender deeper. <laughs> That's the other possibility.
1: Or you have to make the great sacrifice, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, something that we associate with uh, Neptune, mm-hmm. um, especially Neptune and Pisces is uh, com- sacrifice and compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, so there may be more compassion required mm. um it's a very complex time um you know there aren't simple solutions to what's going on and there haven't been and that's mm. uh, again you know as i was saying earlier astrology is a complex thing. Eh? it's a complex art science whatever you choose to call it um but there are some signs that are more complex than even more complex than others.
0: Yeah, and same with planets. I think some planets that are more complex than others as well. So one of the things
1: about Pisces is that it's incredibly complex.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, or Scorpio, incredibly complex, very complex. Actually, Scorpio's got a kind of pointedness to it. Hmm. But Aries is a simplifier. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a sign that can. See what the essence is. It's about the essence. Yeah. And Jupiter getting into Aries in this 16th of May may show maybe a way of getting to the essence of things. It may become very clear what the essential nature of something is. Mm. Um, and I wonder if this eclipse is also getting rid of some illusions. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do. I do kind of feel like this eclipse could be a time of tough choices yeah particularly for the fixed signs taurus leo scorpio aquarius because there is this kind of you know there's this t-square going on i think it could be a time of maybe tough choices to simplify your life actually mm. you it's know, what things for you
1: one of the things the themes i believe of the <clears throat> of the times that we're in is stuff is having too much stuff getting rid of stuff Mm -hmm. um is you know we have so much stuff in our lives most of us in the west and the east um we have are acquiring stuff continually and that stuff bears with it It is a burden Mm -hmm. it's a responsibility Mm -hmm. as well as uh for some people it's an identity you know and i think your relationship with stuff can become quite interesting When we're having these eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio, Mm. which which is an axis, among other things, of enslavement, the ownership of other people, um, or being enslaved yourself. And one of those enslavements may be to materialism.
0: Mm. Yeah, which is really, it's interesting you say that because, you know, I let go of a lot of stuff. And now moving into a flat, of course, I need to get stuff to fill it. <laughs> but I don't want to fill it quickly. I don't want to fill it too fast. And I also really don't want to buy new if I can help it. You know, I really want to recycle things and 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 buy old and not just keep sort of this, this wheel of production going. So, yeah, I'm very aware of this at the moment, actually, really aware of it. And these eclipses are quite powerful for me as well. And I, I think that's the real theme of these eclipses. Is our relationship
1: to things? Yeah, there's a really famous French too, by George Perec, the uh, French writer, called Things. He wrote a novel called Things, which mm-hmm. just lists things that a couple has. What they get when they get together, and when then they have children. It's just a list of their things, um, and then when they get divorced, and then they die. And he actually didn't about this thing called uh, Life, a User's Manual which is, mm-hmm. again, kind of just a list of the things. It's quite a famous mm-hmm. modern text, but um, it makes me think of this, things.
0: Yeah, um, and, and maybe these eclipses are about what don't you need? What can yeah. you let go of as yeah. well? Yeah, you know, it's a, I mean, Scorpio in particular, I think, also being, you know, co-ruler Pluto, it's often about detoxing, decluttering, <laughs> getting rid actually as well. Um, mm-hmm. What, what can you leave
1: behind? Yeah. Um, and what are the things that are not, that ha, that are somehow unhealthy? Mm. Um, I'm obviously thinking about this a lot because I'm in my family house. Yeah. Not my yeah. family house. My parents' house because we never. My parents' lived house, there. yeah. Um, which I am decluttering from things because we have to sell it. Um, mm. And I'm having to make decision after decision after decision, right? Yeah. Mm. Uh, continuously making these decisions about a lot of stuff because my parents became obsessed with things mm. in their old age. Mm. You know, They were going to like boot car boot sales and collecting more things. Mm. And um, they ended up with loads of junk, most of which I've gotten rid of. A lot of it not junk at all. By the way, I would love to say it's all junk. That would make it easy. But yeah. it's complex because... Some of these things are really beautiful. And you think, my God, you know, someone 200 years ago made this little thing. How mm. can I just give it away?
0: But well, it's passing it on, isn't it? You've got to think of it passing as passing it on. it on for someone else to have it and appreciate the beauty. I mean, this is the Taurus-Scorpio axis. We're in the axis of birth, life, death, rebirth, renewal, and they over again. And, the you know, it's the legacy, what you pass on um so I think it's a perfect time for you to be passing on so other people can experience the beauty or have the beauty yeah or I mean but
1: also to recognize that some stuff is actually pointless
0: yeah it's <laughs> a lot of stuff that's pointless isn't it
1: <laughs> if we're going down that track yeah <laughs> I mean my mother collected like linen beautiful oh. French linen and I suppose I could take it, you know, whatever, to a dealer somewhere and get fifty P for or thing. But, you know, it's also kind of pointless because she collected it and put it in a drawer, and the person who had it before her collected it and put it in a drawer. And the person before that had it in a drawer. Never really been used for probably <laughs> 150 years, you know. It was it was a thing to have which was actually about identity, not yeah. about its utility. And I find yeah. that really interesting as well. Like my sorry, we're completely veering off, but this is the nature of this Taurus Scorpio.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sure it resonates with people actually.
1: My dad was a collector of books, but he he had thousands and thousands of books, okay? Mm-hmm. At least six or seven thousand books here that I have to deal with, which nobody wants anymore. If you're trying to get rid of second-hand books, so it's really hard. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to send them to this thing called. Um, libraries for Africa so that they can just go as a block somewhere. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's proved to be incredibly difficult. You know, they only mm-hmm. do it once a year, but, um, et etc. but that's a long story short. But to cut a long story short, my dad's identity, who was a Taurus, by the way, who had a moon in Taurus and was a Leo, so this is a fixed, was bound up in the possession of books, but not necessarily the reading of books because he didn't, I don't remember him He's a professor of literature. I don't remember him actually reading a book mm-hmm. for about the last 20, 25 years, mm. yet he continued to collect them because he needed mm. them for his identity. Mm. Mm. Uh, so it's important. I, what I'm saying is that it's, you may be useful to think about your own identity and your relationship with possessions and whether your identity, how much your identity is bound up with the things that you, uh, and is that necessarily a good thing or a bad thing? And to some extent, it's not necessarily a bad thing, because that's how you end up with fabulous collections of really interesting things in museums. People mm. to, to look at. Yeah. I have a friend who collects flint. This sounds crazy, right? But it's cool because yeah. it's actually really useful and interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's what you're, yeah, it makes me think, well, as you're talking, there's a tarot card. I, don't, I think it might be the four pentacles where, you know, that represents money and, and things. And this little man just holding on tight and not letting go. <laughs> and you can't let go of it. I'm not letting go.
1: Things, My precious.
0: I must have my precious.
1: Oh, I can do that Gollum quite well now.
0: You can do golem, Okay, that's yeah. good. <laughs> Oh well, listen. I think we should wrap up really because you know give your little voice a break. And we've talking about talking about talked about all the major stuff really that's been going on. It's a big month, so it is a big month of astrology. I'm off on retreat for a little bit, which will be great. Um, During the Mercury retrograde, it often falls during that, so we will be taking some time out, and then we'll be back to normal maybe whatever normal is <laughs> the new
1: normal there's no going back Sal, no,
0: it's we're the, probably new normal. Going doing the next
1: podcast from <laughs> you know i don't know um the white cliffs of dover or something
0: well and we're all i mean we're all displaced at the moment i mean you're in france i i can't record in my flat at the moment so i'm in a friend's room which is a beautiful view of the sea it's kind of there's this displacement still yeah. going on, and we're a bit late with the podcast, so apologies to those of you who like to get it on the eighteenth. Yeah. Um, but we'll see, we'll do our best next month. We should be back on track.
1: Yeah, um, mm. it's been lovely to see you, Sally.
0: You good too. Take, yeah. Thank you, and you take good care of yourself. Look after that voice, and rest well amidst yes. the clut- decluttering. <laughs> and okay. See you there. All right, Take care. Bye. Bye.